from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. You want those idiots who believe in analytics? Yes, I am. A happy Tuesday to you. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slink, Game Plus, and iHeartRadio. Producer number seven, Jason Kahn, is here as well. Jason? Good morning, Gil. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, we've got a good show. A lot of basketball, a lot of baseball today, and some tennis thrown in as well. Uh, Mark Borchard will be here to talk baseball, as will Paul Sport, give some DFS plays at the end of the show. They've got thoughts on Major League Baseball. i got some baseball picks. We've been very close to the vest on baseball picks this year. I think a total of 23 pre-flop plays on baseball I've given out this year of my own. 14-9 on the year uh, for a handful of units. I have two coming up later on the show. And then basketball, Dan Bespris from the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, best audio in the business. We always like uh, talking to Dano about the NBA. Um, and Drew Dinsick will be here to talk not only basketball with us, but also tennis as well. He from the not only the, the uh, Deep Dive podcast, but also the Bet the Edge podcast. Or as I like to say, he's still slumming it with his buddy, 
<laughs> just not kidding. It's just not nice. I don't mean that. Seriously. He's, he just has the old podcast, Deep Dive Podcast, which he still does with Andy Molitor, which is a fantastic listen. And now he's just big time with Bet the Edge. So we'll talk to uh, him as well on that at whale underscore capper. We'll talk tennis and basketball. Really two blowouts yesterday would prove to be two blowouts at the end in the NBA. One, a coast-to-coast comprehensive blowout uh, by the by the Brooklyn Nets. And the Milwaukee Bucks have to be looking around and saying to themselves, oh, boy, I guess they don't need all three of those guys. How about the steam? How about that adorable steam on the Bucks before that game last night? We'll talk to Drew about that as well. That was interesting. Um, I just wanted to make a point here uh, before we get to Drew, which is on a tennis. So everybody who has been listening to this show throughout the entire, I mean, through the entire course of this show uh, for four years, but certainly also those who have just through clay season this year, And um, as we try to get our fourth women's outright in the last six majors, I believe it is. Uh, Don't hold me to that, but let me count them. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, But, uh, you know, we had a terrible, we had a great clay season. And then we had a terrible first two days, uh, the first round of the French Open. We just got murdered for two days, two days. And it's so funny how, and this is just sort of a broader gambling point I want to make, because it's so difficult to do this in practice um, it's easy to talk about after the fact, but it's so hard to do in the moment. So we had a terrible two days, and then it was just sort of, you know, spinning wheels since then. But those two days defined our, our French Open, and so it is human to then sort of doubt the veracity of your numbers, right? And you're like, okay, well, it didn't I really got crushed those two days. I mean, really crushed. Um, it was just spinning the wheels since. And so yesterday on the show had Dan Weston. And Dan Weston, and I think Drew, who's coming up, will will agree with me on this. Dan Weston is like the tennis guru. And I even said to him yesterday about this match this morning between uh, Zdancic and Bedosa Hebert. And and no one likes Bedosa Hebert. I I bet on her more than anybody this clay season. And I said, Zdancic at plus 244, man. I think it's got to be a play on on Zdancic. He didn't like it. Uh, he said he said he thought it was priced right, not like he went oppo on it. Anyways, the dancer got it done, and I don't say that to say, hey, look, we got one. I say it to say, you're going to have two bad days, people. Like, you're going to have that. <laughs> Anybody who tells you they don't, uh, they're lying to you. It's not always going to be great. The, the, the issue becomes in betting, and this is just a reflection of the human condition beyond betting, but it's why sports betting is so interesting, is... Can you maintain the faith of what you've been doing so successfully despite having a bump in the road? And so that was a a great example this morning. And by the way, we have Medvedev later, and we'll see if that works out because obviously Tsitsipas, besides Nadal, has been the best clay court player on the men's side uh, this year. And Medvedev even openly was saying how much he hated clay prior to this tournament. His clay, uh, his French Open has been very different, obviously. So we're taking Medvedev on the uh, on the dog price later. I am, um, but this was a great example of a match where you have a plus two forty four dog. Your tennis guru uh, idol Dan Weston is telling you he doesn't like it, but you're like, I'm looking at these numbers and these numbers that have gotten me here thus far. Tell me, I just have to make this play, and it worked out. Is all I'm saying. So it, it again. Still a still a negative French Open. We still got a lot of work to do on the French Open itself. It has been a spectacular clay season, but that's just a just a case study of just sticking with what you do well and not letting sort of short term results take your take your eye off the ball, if that makes sense. And I think that's just a lesson that we can use 
every day in sports betting. Just wanted to make that point. It's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, of course, iHeartRadio. Welcoming a new affiliate next hour, as a matter of fact. Uh, so we're excited about that. Let's bring him in, the aforementioned Drew Dinsick. Andrew Dinsick from the Bet the Edge podcast and the Deep Dive podcast at whale underscore capper. Always a pleasure to talk to uh, Drew. And I know you had fun talking to JVT the last couple of weeks. How you doing, man? Oh, doing well, man. It's uh, This is a crazy time of year with the French Open being a little later than normal. Uh, Euro soccer starting this week, which oh, is man. always, I love international soccer tournaments. So that's got my attention as obviously. And then uh, of course the NBA playoffs a little bit later than usual too. So the confluence of all of these major events is just a delight for handicapping. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I heard a lot of your intro about the French open and what's really funny is as you step back, I feel like a lot of the macro stuff that I had my, my kind of my base theses coming into this of like who to fade um, and you know, who, who, um, who among the typical contenders really, uh, you know, was not in form. All of that has played out exactly correctly, but I've somehow missed like specific opportunities to fade players like team and Muguruza and, you know, and it's, so it's frustrating. I feel it like is. I should have won a lot of money on this tournament yes. considering all of these players I knew were going to, you know, it's Osaka, another example, like she was going to be a brilliant fade at some point. You just never got the chance to do it. You never got draws. a chance. Yep. Uh, you know, you know, and yes, other, yeah. Even uh, Ash Barty, you know, you see her, uh, you know, wrapped up like a mummy and, you know, you know, obviously carrying a, you know, a serious injury and uh, don't really ever get to manifest that in terms of a, a significant win. So there was a lot of uh, frustration so far in terms of not being able to capitalize on angles that I knew were actionable coming into this tournament. And uh, I'm now you're, you got me shaking a little bit, though, because I have uh, I have a lot riding on uh, Sissipas getting through this quarter. Oh, you <laughs> this is probably oh, you this is my biggest my biggest uh play on the whole tournament i have him at plus 100 to come through here so it's a big uh, moment for you yeah yeah it's, big, it, it's a big match it, and you may very well you may very well be right on it because titsipas as i said besides nadal of course has been the best player on clay uh throughout this season and one might argue this season he's been the single best right nadal did have a hiccup or two here on the run-up obviously rolling Garros, a different story uh, i just want to make one other point on tennis so dan was on yesterday dan weston and one of the things we talked about it's sort of dovetailing nicely with what you just said which is you're going to have some frustrations even if the macro picture is going big we were talking about coco golf Coco Golf yeah. is the opposite of that, right? We, so I independently, we didn't know we had this, but we both had Jabour yesterday, plus 142 or whatever it was, because you think to yourself, you're like, okay, this, there's no way that this should, that this price should be that. And then Coco just destroys her, right? And Dan made the comment, he's like, I'm going to lose a lot of money betting against Coco Golf over the next year. And I just think that's a very telling remark that people should sort of understand the broader point of. Yeah, I mean Coco Goff in this in this single clay season has shot up into the top ten uh, of my of my rankings among women on clay, which is not something I ever expected. I didn't know she was a natural dirt baller, but uh, she is outstanding. And uh, I don't know that I would. I I am in the same position at this point where uh, you're probably going to get a favorable price to go against her in the semifinals if she even gets past uh, you know Babs, who is playing also extremely well on clay this season. You know that that's probably your uh, your second most exciting um, quarterfinal match after the one that just wrapped with Bedosa and Zidancic. But uh, it's, it is impressive how she's emerged in this tournament. Um, you know, I looked at her draw 
at, at, you know, out of Jump Street. And I was like, ooh, you know, she competed well against Barty last time she played her. Like, she's got a nice little little opportunity here to come out of the first quarter. Uh, but the price reflected that. And so I didn't play it. And now I'm sitting here like, you know, my rankings told me golf was going to be a factor here. I didn't make any money on this. And <laughs> another kind of another frustrating kind of uh, uh, factor of this tournament. But, um, yeah. you know, that, that it's it's still we're, it's not over yet. Um, and there's been some fun stuff and some winners along the way too. We, uh, oh, yeah. you know, M NBC, uh, pulled me into the, uh, Peacock broadcast, you know, they, again, much to the chagrin of many of the tennis viewing community. Wait, 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 hold on. That's the biggest thing we've said so far. They pulled you into the Peacock broadcast. Well, no, they, they wanted to do a betting preview before, uh, before the exclusive, you know, the exclusive to Peacock, uh, pre, you know, primetime matches that they had over the weekend. Uh, and of course, uh, the first one was Roger Federer. Uh, and versus uh, uh, Dominic Kepfer. And, it, you know, everyone in, on Twitter, across tennis Twitter, is like, where's the Federer match? It's like, oh, it's exclusively on Peacock. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. And no, no one was excited about that. But that's okay. <laughs> there was there was some great betting content. And they asked me, yeah, to put together a little betting preview. I ran my numbers and I was like, wow, uh, I'm exactly on market. So what do I say? Right. <laughs> so well, I went through all all of the, you know, kind of all of the derivatives, try to find anything that had value. And I was like, okay, I have Federer 3-1. I make that 30% and it's plus 280. That's the only thing I have value on this entire card. So uh, we'll, we'll go with Federer 3-1. <laughs> I, sure I love sure that enough. they had you do that. I think that's awesome. And uh, yeah, we had to watch Egon Peacock yesterday too, which is she won a... Uh, a straight setter again for Ego, but also a tight straight setter. She she had to work against uh, Marta Kostyuk. So real quick on, on last thing on tennis. Uh, so you have Tsitsipas today because you happened to win the quarter. You didn't bet the match itself, or did you also bet the match? I did not bet the match itself, um, and I would have hedged if I had gotten the fair price. My fair price in this one was Tsitsipas minus two twenty seven. Um, so the fact that it's gone in the direction of uh, Medvedev lately uh, as Basically, I disagree with that. Um, if I didn't have any action on this match, I would probably find some way to get some action on Sissipas. Uh, realistically, the conditions are changing to you know, away from what you know kind of helped Medvedev kind of snap out of his funk here, in my opinion, uh, getting a little warmer, getting a little drier. I think Sissipas's yeah. shot making is going to be effective in this match, and uh, you know, ultimately, uh, Medvedev has had a nice run uh, at this particular tournament, but uh, I still have him as like meaningfully less of a clay player than Sissipas. Anything on the game, I'm, I'm sure you're not doing the money line, but anything on the game handicap or the spread on Zverev, Davidovich, Fokina, which precedes that today? French yeah, quarters. that one's interesting too. For the first time in forever, the market actually believes in Zverev. We saw this open right. 500. He's taken action. He's pushed him, pushed him out into the 800 range. Uh, I think this is a good buy spot for Davidovich, Fokina. Um, I don't think this is as clear cut as the market would expect. Uh, I only make Zverev, for instance, about a 75% chance to win. So I'm going to take uh, Davidovich Fakina plus two and a half sets. So he just has to win one set. I found that a minus 110. Uh, and then I took the games handicap as well. I took uh, plus seven and a half games at, at uh, plus 102. Okay. Um, hopefully, I know not everybody's into tennis, but hopefully folks took some of the broader points we were making there and can apply them to the sports they like. Let's talk about basketball, and let's start with the two games last night. Yesterday, game two between Milwaukee and Brooklyn. No James Harden, no problem. Brooklyn in a comprehensive blowout, a 39-point win that wasn't quite that close either. And there was steam on the Bucks before this. 
which made them a one-and-a-half-point favorite, which was particularly interesting because the Nets, obviously, yeah, one nothing being up, they're going to be a favorite in the series. But interesting that the Bucks would then become a road favorite in a series where the Nets were still... It was just so weird in every, in any, in every possible way because it's not like we hadn't seen the Nets with Harden for, without Harden for most of the year. So what was that? Yeah, uh, oversteam too. That got bet up from 233 to 238. Never had a chance. <laughs> that Never. Was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was in disagreement entirely with the Milwaukee steam, but I did agree with the oversteam, so I ended up with a split there. Uh, at this point, I look at the Nets as pretty clearly, um, you know, your Eastern Conference representatives in the finals. Uh, I think the um, the Bucks are kind of have exposed themselves as front runners. Uh, they can play from ahead. They can play with the lead. They can play. They can pour it on when things are going well, but they really struggle when the going gets tough. Um, and Mike Budenholzer's decisions from a rotation standpoint in Game One were awful. Uh, and I thought his, I thought his kind of the wrinkles he introduced in game two or lack thereof, uh, you know, really played into the defense that the Nets wanted to run. Nets do a lot of switching, uh, you know, that shouldn't be especially hard for the Bucks to figure out, but they're struggling mightily. And, uh, you know, Middleton shooting, uh, you know, Drew Holiday shooting, obviously a factor of that Giannis is, um, kind of lack of aggressiveness in the first half was a head scratching. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, you're getting surprising defensive performances at a lot of these nets, you know, all season long, everyone was beating the drum. The nets don't play defense. That's ultimately going to be their downfall. Their defense was outstanding. Uh, they're getting emergence from players like Claxton, uh, you know, who's having huge, huge defensive minutes out there. In fact, uh, you know, his specific impact on the, you know, on the pace, on the defensive efficiency when he's on the floor, uh, and how that's affecting the total has been pretty eye-opening through two games. Um, but uh, ultimately, Ke- Ke- you know, Kevin Durant has kind of reestablished, hey, um, remember me, I'm yes. the best player in this series by far. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's not going, you know, it, it's not, this is this is the perfect one-two combo of Durant and Irving because Irving loves being the second banana and Kevin Durant is clearly asserting, you know, he is the best player in this series. So I have a tough time seeing the, the Bucks getting more than one game here. This is looking like a gentleman's sweep in my opinion. And um, a ton of that is just because the Bucks you know, they, you know, they don't have a ton of adjustments in the, up their sleeve. Um, Budenholzer already going too deep into his bench, uh, in, in the absence of DiVincenzo. So it's, uh, it's, it's probably going to be a lot less exciting than people were expecting. And that, that's obviously a bummer for us as NBA fans, but, uh, um, you know, Nets start, start figuring out if you're, if you're, if you're like any team in the West, start figuring out how they match up against the Nets right now. The gentleman sweep. I love that term. Where, where does this, like, if this goes exactly as you, as you think it will, let's call it the gentleman sweep. Let's say it's five. Where, how do you, how does it make you feel about Giannis at that point? <sighs> you know, he certain, I mean, they all kind of have the same mentality and I don't want to say it's like coached down or, or it's just a, you know, the, the kind of the identity of these players, but they really feel like they can only play one way. And that's with a little bit of lead. And you know, the minute that the confidence is shaken, the minute that the going gets tough, that they're behind that, that, uh, you know, that they have a tough ask is the minute that they fold up shop. And, uh, this may seem harsh and reactionary after just two games on the road in a, you know, in what otherwise everyone expected to be a competitive series. Um, but it certainly feels this way considering that they were able to do what they did against the heat in round one, and then came out with just these two, uh, you know, rotten eggs in, in round two. Nets minus 500 up to 
games to none in the series, the best of seven series, Bucks plus 375. I can't imagine what number it would take for me to play the Bucks uh, at this point. Den- uh, Denver Phoenix last night, game one, which was a nip and tuck affair for, well, about two, two quarters and then the th- I guess three quarters of the third quarter. And then it was just a sun's run out. And they end up crushing Denver in the end, 122 to 105. Chris Paul really took over late after the initial spurt. Once the once Phoenix got up about nine points, then it was just Chris Paul managing the game to victory uh, adeptly. You don't want to overreact to one game in any series. Certainly, we've learned that lesson before. How do you feel about this series after seeing game one? I think this is still going to be a long series. Um, I, I think you saw kind of the wear and tear of what was an extremely challenging series for the Nuggets in round one, uh, really kind of bear fruit in the second half of that one. Jokic looked extremely tired to me. Uh, they've obviously asked him to do a lot. Uh, him, you know, having him play as many minutes as he has through the entire regular season and then in through that first round of the playoffs. And and uh, the Suns used, I thought, a very effective strategy of being very physical with him, uh, asking him to, you know, kind of make more plays, move, you know, move his feet more. Uh, that was a very smart way to kind of get the worst out of him who when he's otherwise had a, just a superlative playoff so far. So I would expect that the Suns continue to apply that approach. There's really no reason to try anything. Otherwise, they're just a very, very good team. <laughs> very well coached. Monty Williams absolutely got uh, hosed for coach of the year in the voting Ooh, yesterday that they revealed. Gotta, I'm still upset about that. That was, a, that was that was a, a joke. Um, but that's but we'll we'll set that aside for a second because he'll get his revenge in, in these playoffs. I think the Suns ultimately come through. Um, but this is going to be a super competitive series. And game two is probably going to boil down to how do they call uh, the the interaction between the Suns defense and, and Nikola Jokic. If Jokic is getting to the free throw line because they, you know, they're calling the game in a more tight manner, then it's probably going to be you know kind of decided late, in which case maybe you want to favor the Nuggets a little bit, at least against the spread. Um, but uh, you know that yeah that six point number that's currently available for the Nuggets, I would guess comes in. I think that probably closes four and a half ish. Uh, and, uh, you know, when we see the ref assignment, we'll have a better idea of how the game will be called. And that would kind of decide my, my, that'll, that'll kind of move the needle for me one way or the other. Yeah. I gave out a simple on primetime action last night, which I do with, uh, Matt Brown, uh, Danielle Alvari and Kelly Bidlin gave out a simple, you know, two leg money line parlay Phoenix and then Philly today, which we'll get to momentarily, but I figured Phoenix would have enough. I didn't like that number. Uh, I had, uh, I figured Phoenix would, would have enough, but you're right. I think Denver really did look tired and it gets back to again the point of how we are very, you know basketball can be very sexy and the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard there is nothing more fun to watch than that team but there is a defensive side of the court as well and plus minuses will, will often tell you about that about play specific players but it certainly will about teams in general and, and Portland just as an outfit defensively is terrible and this is a different I mean if if Booker uh, Bridges and Paul are going to end up with what 20, 22, 21, and 21, or whatever it was in the end last night. The Nuggets aren't winning without Jamal Murray. Yeah, no, that's fair. And, and even beyond that, people don't really recognize what Phoenix is as a defensive team. They have multiple looks that they can give you. They're not sort of easily solvable. Like uh, the, the Bla- Trailblazers are easily solvable defensively if you're the Nuggets. Foul Nurkic out. And then, you know, just and then just go to town against Carmelo Anthony, whoever matches up with him. Like that's a pretty straightforward approach if you want to beat the Trailblazers. The Suns are way more multiple. They have way more diversity in terms of the uh, switching that they can do. 
And, uh, you know, the Suns actually came up with the perfect offensive strategy, I thought, to stay in the game when the, uh, uh, you know, the Nuggets had some pretty uh, every kind of all the lucky shots that felt like were falling for them in the first half. Um, and they, they had a really nice job uh, of uh, kind of finding the open guy in the corner with a couple of uh, pretty fantastic offensive sets. So uh, Suns ultimately, I think, come through this one, but uh, it should be a competitive series. Bridges 23 last night, Paul 21 with 11 assists, Booker with 21 on a, on a night where he was kind of ho-hum, but 8 for 12 for the field, and 8 and 20 and 10. And the key for that man, if Aiton can stay out of foul trouble it's going to be tough for the uh, Nuggets. We'll come back. We'll discuss the other two uh, games tonight. And we got to talk about Coach of the Year, Drew Densick, with us on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting, Stilo. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And uh, you got Drew's picks here, Jason, you want to put up? These are Drew's tennis picks that he made for the day. Are these accurate, Drew? Davidovich, Fakina, plus the games, plus the sets? Yep. That's how you roll. Played those two. Okay. And then, of course, he's got Sitsipas to win the quarter, which is a bet he already has in pocket. So uh, I'd wish him luck. But I have met the death today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get to the two games tonight in the NBA, which uh, people are looking forward to hearing your thoughts on uh, game two between the Hawks and the Sixers, and of course, game one between the Clippers and the Jazz, we'll get to that. But you made a comment about NBA Coach of the Year. And for those who missed it, this happened right as we were coming on air on primetime action last night. Tom Thibodeau gets the NBA Coach of the Year. It's his second NBA Coach of the Year nod. He got one in uh, 2011 with the Chicago Bulls. The Knicks exceeded their season win total by 19 or 20 games, depending on whether you got them at 21 or 22. They finished with a 41 and 31 record. Uh, the odds here, the trajectory of the odds you see from bottom up, he was as uh, long as 33 to 1 back at the end of March when we first brought it up on this show and we had JVT on. And we talked about it when it was 20 to 1. It was sort of Quinn Snyder, Monty Williams, then like four other dudes, four other coaches, and then there was Tibbs at 20 to 1. By the way, he had bounced down to 25 to 1 when we first brought it up subsequently, even then, where it was like a couple days later, you could get him even longer price, which was very odd. But I said to JVT at the time, I'm like, how is Tibbs so far behind these other guys who were like, it was like Nash, and I can't remember the other three, uh, Doc Rivers, I believe, was in there. But Tibbs ends up winning it. And let's just show the voting real quick, and Drew will get your comments because you seem to be rankled by this. Here's the <laughs> voting. Tibbs does not get the most first-place votes, which, by the way, count for five points. It's a 5-3-1 scoring system for second, third-place votes, and then they just tally them up. So Tibbs gets two fewer first-place votes than Monty Williams, but he gets a whole mess more, ten more second-place votes, even though Monty Williams got nine more third-place votes. By the scoring system, Tibbs edges Monty Williams 351 to 340. Quinn Snyder, by the way, way down in the... You know, the battle of three, if you will. He ends up with 161. Um, you didn't like this. Why? East Coast bias, man. Total East Coast this is, bias. This is, this is, I mean, now now let, let's, let's divorce this into two ways. If you're handicapping this market and you're not taking East Coast bias into account on the front end, then that's on you. But it, the, the idea that Tibbs did a better job than Monty Williams this season is insane to me. Uh, and realistically, you probably need to put these voters through a blind, you know, name the coaches of each team uh, in, in, before you allow them to vote. If you have if you ask me, uh, you know, and it, I don't I know not a lot of people watch the Suns because they played so late. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, didn't really understand or respect the, the enormous step forward that this team took from the covid, um, you know, uh, end of. Uh, the season last year to what they did when they came to the bubble to the to the uh, leap that they've taken since um, and you know there are a lot of reasons to really be pretty bullish about this Suns team in the long term uh, their nucleus is young they finally are kind of you know pl they're playing uh, up to their potential which is exciting to see and 
Uh, Monty Williams has done a fantastic job of coaching them this year, and he's got uh, you know he's got a difficult matchup against uh, Mike Malone in this series. Mike Malone has consistently got more out of the pieces than the sum of their parts uh, throughout the playoffs in the last three seasons. So it's a uh, it's going to be a fun and challenging series here between these guys. But I I thought Monty Williams was pretty clearly the coach of the year. Let me just say it when we first brought it up back then when I was talking about referencing it when it was twenty to one. Very first thing I said. Remember, he's the coach of the New York Knicks. Yeah, there is right. an East Coast bias to human beings betting on these things. And we had JVT on primetime action last night, and he he recalled that discussion that we had about the East Coast bias. And he, he said it, I think, properly. He goes, and this is not the East Coast bias, but this is the, the big market, small market bias. If Tom Thibodeau, JVT said this last night, and he's right, if Tom Thibodeau were the coach of the Charlotte Hornets and they exceeded their season win total by 19 or 20 games, would he have won this? And I think the answer is no, he, he would not have. They wouldn't have. No, I no, there's no way. Yeah. And realistically, the voters saw the Knicks did something awesome and we need to give them some award. What should we give them? I got it. Coach of the year. Well, they'll get most improved player too, I suppose. But yeah, oh, that's true. I guess it is a victory for those of us who who are you know who come from the betting corner of the world, though. That is a small victory for us, right? Because oh, sure. they did exceed their season win total by far more than anyone else. So, at least let's acknowledge that. Okay, one more segment with Drew. We will get to the Hawks and the Sixers. What does Drew think is more sustainable, the Hawks' first half or the Sixers' uh, frenetic rally at the end? And clip show Utah, fascinating series. We'll talk about that next. A numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I'm laughing here because uh, my producer, uh, Jason Kahn, uh, it's very hard to get him to get worked up about anything. But if you bring up, if you bring up going back to movie theaters, and you're like, are people going to go back to movie theaters? He he is passionate about the fact that Top Gun will bring in the, the redo of Top Gun will bring in mil- tens of millions. And I think you're probably right. Jason doesn't want to talk. He's just nodding. He's like, I will show you. Top Gun will be the rebirth. Uh, let's talk basketball. Tonight, doubleheader in the NBA. Drew Dinsick, kind enough to stick around with us uh, for one more segment at Whale underscore Capper. Deep Dive podcast with Andy Molitor. And, of course, the Bet the Edge podcast. And now doing big things with Peacock. Uh, maybe not only tennis, but perhaps some golf on the way with the U.S. Open next week. Uh, all right, Atlanta and Philly. Atlanta, 74-54 at halftime in game one. Just a spectacular first half. And then just looking like a seventh-grade basketball team against the press down the stretch. But they do hold on to beat the Sixers in game one. Same spread, five and a half. Do you think the Sixers have figured some stuff out? Maybe Doc Rivers will have the decency of putting, you know, Simmons or Thibel on Trey Young. Yeah, I am in the later camp there. I don't think the Hawks can continue that level of offensive success against the 76ers team. The team defense is just too good. Um, And I would look at 
like say quarter two through quarter four as a more uh, reflective matchup of these two teams than I would first quarter. Uh, there was a lot of fluky shots that went down from Trey Young and Bogdanovich in that one, uh, and that level of shooting. You know, we we saw we saw the Mavericks do it two times in a row against the Clippers uh, on the road to start out that series. So obviously, any, anything can happen in a small sample size. Um, but the Sixers are a much much more uh, kind of complete defensive team. Uh, in a lot of ways than, uh, you know, than I would have put uh, some of these other Eastern Conference squads, Knicks inclusive. So I, the idea that the Hawks are going to look this good uh, throughout this series, I won't, I don't buy it. Um, I think it's a fair play to to back the Sixers on at the series price right now. Um, the fact that Joel Embiid was able to go 39 minutes showed no ill effects of the knee injury. Uh, and, you know, he is pretty clearly in my mind, the very best player in this series and it's not close. Um, you know, I think, it's kind of important for the Sixers to get this done quickly. I think the longer this goes, the more concerned I am about, um, you know, Embiid being able to play uh, his full complement of minutes on one day rest as we get later in this series. Um, so if I'm playing the Sixers, I'm expecting them to win tonight. I'm he- hopeful that they can win games three and games four in uh, Atlanta and then close out in game five. Um, but uh, I have the Sixers as a meaningfully better team. Sixers minus 130 on the adjusted series price down a game. Sixers Nets just projecting forward, and if in fact that does happen, how many games do the Sixers get off the Nets? Oh, gentlemen sweep, gentlemen, gentlemen sweep. That's, I, I would say the same thing, right? Give them yeah. one game. That's it. Yeah. Whether it's Harden yeah. or not, kind of thing. The, mm. Yeah, the Seventy Sixers have one Achilles heel, and that's that their second unit offense is absolute garbage, and it's probably going to cost them, uh, you know, their opportunity to go toe to toe with the Nets because the Nets second unit can can still fill it up. Um, and you know, I, I would, ex- I would expect that, uh, um, that the defensive issue, you know, the defensive strength that should help the Sixers propel themselves to a win in this series, that's not going to work against the likes of Durant and, uh, and, and Kyrie Irving. There's the ISO game doesn't match up exactly with the team defensive concepts that the Sixers run. Uh, it's just a bad matchup for them in general. I love that we get another doubleheader tonight. Clippers in Utah is the nightcap. It is game one of that best of seven Western Conference semifinal. Uh, and just sort of putting the, you know, the macro look on the NBA, it's like, okay, well, you know, the Lakers got beat, and you see the rise up of Utah and Phoenix. And so there's some people who are like, oh, wow, parody. It's more parody now in the NBA than ever before. But there's this Brooklyn Nets behemoth that is still out there. And then I would argue that there's still this tier reserved for in in your brain reserved for Kawhi still has this this magic feeling in our heads do you subscribe to that that whenever he wants to whenever he applies himself which is to say pretty much you know every time out there uh without without rare exception this is still the team to beat in the west how do you feel about this series yeah, no, I agree. Kawhi does still occupy that tier, that class of player, a player that can transcend a series. We saw it in game six against the Mavericks. And realistically, I think the Clippers likely win the West. Uh, and at this point, this particular game looks like a scheduled loss to me. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that you go from a, you know, a game seven, you know, a, in a very physical series, um, you get one day off and now you got to go play at altitude against a team that runs pace. Uh, this is going to be extremely tough for the Clippers to hang in this game. Um, and I would expect that the Clippers take a meaningful loss tonight. And presumably we get a better price to back the Clippers to win the West, better price to back the Clippers to win this series after that this game one is over. Um, but I still, you know, yes, 
the Jazz have a deeper team. Yes, their bench is amazing. Yes, they, you know, Donovan Mitchell looks like he is as good as he's ever been in his career. All of those things are true. They still don't have a Kawhi Leonard caliber player. And the Clippers, in general, I think, match up well against the Jazz because the Clippers really don't care about getting to the rim. And that's really the where the Jazz excel defensively is Rudy Gobert is going to prevent you from really getting to the rim. And so the Clippers are going to eat you alive from behind the arc and from mid-range. And the Jazz really aren't going to be able to do much about it because their guards are smaller than the Clippers' wings. And it's, you know, unless Paul George completely goes MIA in this series, I think the Clippers are the better team. Uh, and I think, you know, it's going to be funny because yes, all this parody, yes, all this kind of hand-wringing over small market teams are going to be in the final. Well, you're about to get New York and LA probably. You're about to have Kevin Durant versus uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you know, this is the matchup that we should have had two years ago Oops, if right. Kevin Durant doesn't pop his Achilles. Um, all of that, you know, in hindsight, we're going to say, wow, there was a lot of people saying a lot of crazy things that really didn't ever come to fruition because uh, ultimately Kawhi still, I do think, has that gear that he can... Um, uh, you know, elevate this team's performance to where they uh, they are the best in the West. So I'm hearing a lot of love for Philly, but you're, are you laying the points with Utah tonight or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I bet this on the opener. I, I still think minus four is a fair price. I would have made this five and a half considering the uh, the rest disadvantage for the Clippers. Um, and just in general, the Jazz are shooting pr- like pretty phenomenally well right now. Um, you know, it's going to take uh, it's going to take a couple, it, you know, if I'm the Clippers, I'm not even really pressing in this game, to be honest. I'd like to see what the Jazz are going to do. I'd like to get them to, you know, kind of expose all of their offensive sets, what they intend to run against us this series, uh, do a little reconnaissance, and then uh, regroup for game two. A scheduled loss. I love that. Well, well said for the Clippers. Perhaps that's the uh, that's the handicap here. Drew Dinsick, bet the edge and deep dive, and uh, look for him on uh, Peacock as well. Good luck with everything uh, that we're not Oppo on today, Drew. Tennis wise, all right, my man. Best of luck. Drew Densick, everybody, at whale underscore capper. Uh, kind enough to hang out with us on the show this morning. We always appreciate it. Baseball heat check. Mark Borchert, base winner, next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Turn a $1 wager on the Avalanche or Golden Knights into $100 with BetMGM. If either team scores a goal, just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan District associated persons please gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in colorado nevada and virginia 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in michigan 1-800-GAMBLER in new jersey pennsylvania and west virginia 1-800-BETS-OFF in iowa in tennessee call or text the red line at 800-889-9789 in indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT promotional offer not available in the state of nevada it's gil alexander still to come Paul Spore, a little DFS talk, some baseball talk later on in the show. Um, also going to uh, have Dan Bespers on to talk more NBA, get his thoughts. We haven't had a chance to check in with Dano on the NBA playoffs. And Todd Wishdev, Jason, Todd Wishdev, late ad to the show. That's always fun. Get his thoughts from his mom's attic, his mom's cork attic, somewhere in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. See what he's betting on. I'll, I'll probably guess it's not the NBA coach of the year market. I'm sure he'll have some words for me that we spent five minutes on that today. <laughs> we'll see what that's about. Uh, and I have baseball picks coming up as well. But first, from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert, ladies and gentlemen, at base winner, it's Mark Borchard. Mark, how you doing, man? Gil, I'm doing great. Glad to have you back. The voice of sports betting returns. Oh, stop it. But thank you. It's very kind of you. Listen, I haven't had a chance to talk to you in two weeks. So I was trying to do this with Andy McNeil on hockey yesterday. sort of try to fit two weeks into one segment. But let me just ask you this. The San Francisco Giants, 59 games into the 2021 Major League Baseball season, have the best record in baseball. 
And before the season on primetime action, we were talking about yes-no playoffs. And I said, I said, I'm going to let the hate wash over me. But if there was, there's going to be some random team that no one's talking about that I that is going to be in at least a playoff run. And so I said, I was going to eight to one the Giants to make the playoffs. To me, was an interesting play. Now we're we're not even halfway through the season. This could be completely wrong by the time the season wraps up. But right now, they're it, it's it's interesting because they're a game and a half ahead of the Padres, three games ahead of the Dodgers. Um, and they're just, they've been able to sustain it. What do you, do you think it's sustainable moving forward? Well, I don't. I think that they're going to kind of lose some steam, Gil. But what I do think is I think that they've already gotten so far into the season that I, I'm looking at these, uh, I'm looking at the standings for the, for my projected standings for the National League. And I've got them at 85.1 and 76.9. And they're neck and neck for that second wildcard berth with the Cubs, who I have getting the second wildcard berth at 86.4. So I think, you know, you mentioned you just got eight to one on. Did you get eight to one on them recently? No, that was before the season. Eight to one to get to the that's that's looking like a prize right now because they're neck and neck with that second wild card berth. You know, the problem with the Giants is they have to play so many games versus the Dodgers and the Padres. And and for me at least, I really like both teams. In fact, I think I have both teams ranked one two uh in major league baseball. So that's really unfortunate for the Giants. But I do give them Gil right now as 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 it stands, a six percent chance to win that division. So they they've got yeah, I think it was at the start of the year it was a point point six chance. So that's quite a quite a change. What is the team that has over? We, we talk. I'm again. This is because I haven't talked to you in so long now. But what is the team that has underperformed your projections to date the most? And is it the Giants that have overperformed the most? Well, yeah, I think if you're comparing preseason projections to um, to to the current, uh, the team. I would say that that would be the team the Giants have overperformed because I think I had them at 77 wins. So, you know, they're eight games, their projections, you know, even given, uh, uh, you know, the part that's remaining, they're still eight games over where I had them. And then, and then the Yankees have really, really been uh, underperforming by my projections. Uh, and, and they, uh, they're, they're going to be in a dogfight for that, uh, that division, and I, th- I thought that they were. I thought they'd have about an eighty-five percent chance to win the division at the start of the year, and now they only have a thirty-five percent chance. So, yeah, that's a big that's a big jump uh, down for for the Yankees, Gil. Yeah, again, sixty games into a one hundred and sixty-two game schedule, though. So it's like you know we're in the middle of the second quarter of a football game. It's it's uh, so so it's such a long way to go. But just interesting to sort of take inventory. Uh, one other question before we get to some of your picks here today. So Sports Illustrated writes this piece, you know, we've kind of, it's been bubbling up and it's crescendoed to that piece the other day from Sports Illustrated where they're talking about the, you know, what they dubbed as maybe the biggest scandal in sports that isn't being talked about right now uh, regarding the doctoring of baseballs and talking about spin rates and how they've increased from year to year and how the Dodgers are specifically the biggest um, offender of that. 
a seven point, uh, more than a seven percent increase in their spin rates with pitchers. Anyway, this is this has obviously affected the the run production environment of baseball, and Sports Illustrated saying that this has had this has a big a part of it. This has a big deal to do with it, and the fact is, you have a three outcome game: strikeouts, walks, and homers. But the homers part has been muted. Has this affected your handicapping in any way? Have you taken it into account in any way? Or are you just like, no, it's all just part of what I do, and I can't really focus on changing anything with that? Well, that's a good question, Gil. Um, And I think to answer it is, along with the high spin rate comes an increase in the stats that I use, uh, particularly strikeout rate. uh, And and that, I mean, the higher the spin, the, the greater the the strikeout rate. So that really affects that. So it's going to come that that higher spin rate is going to come into those, you know, the swinging strike rate, the, uh, uh, the, the overall strike rate. But what's concerning to me as a handicapper, so I think you can, you can glean that out with, if you do swinging strike rate, if you do strikeout rate, and I think that'll, that'll come into play on that. What's concerning to me is if they, they crack down on it. So you have guys like Cole who have, increased their spin rate 400 or 500 RPMs. Bauer the same way. And it's funny, he had a quote a couple of years back that he could increase his, his spin rate by 400 RPMs if he put pine tar on the ball. And it seems like that's what he's doing because it's gone, it's gone from like 20, it's, it's gone from like 2300 to 2700. So I think that your, your stats that you use to handicap will, will grasp that. But if they crack down on it, like, okay, so, you know, how is that going to affect it? It really, brings a lot of subjectivity into your handicap. And, and that's what's, I think, the most challenging thing for me over the last couple of years is, is what's going on with the ball, that they're juicing the ball. Now they're deadening the ball. And not only does it affect, you know, what, what if, they, if they make a change, not only does that affect things going forward, but you also have stats that you use, like a two-year sample size of stats, like, okay, well, what's going on with those stats? How clean are those stats moving back? Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, for sure. That's You You have to worry about that. By the way, um, the Sports Illustrated piece uh, noting that, remember that lawsuit brought late last year by a fired Angels Clubhouse employee alleging that Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, and the Astros' Justin Verlander were among the users of one such grip stick substance pine tar basically in solid form um so sunscreen involved rosin i mean you don't want to get into it but name of the piece anyway if anybody's interested uh this should be the biggest scandal in sports the inside story of how rampant pitch doctoring in mlb is pumping pitchers up and deflating offenses from stephanie Epstein and alex pruitt over there at si.com okay uh that said full slate of baseball after a very peculiar three game slate last night which was odd full slate today what do you got well, I'm going to start with the uh, the Houston Astros versus the Red Sox. I'm going to go with the Astros here. I've got this game priced at minus 158. I, th- I think it's sitting about minus 115 right now. Main reason is is Valdez. Uh, I have 19% better than average, uh, an 81 by the base winner ratings. And Perez, I have at 114, which is 14% worse. And if you look at uh, what they've done from an expected run standpoint, uh, the base winner ERA on Perez, 4.73. And Valdez, he's got a 2.82. So we get a, a big edge there. You know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was how I think undervalued this Houston team is in the future market. And uh, I saw them at minus 120. 
And I think that they, they I, you know, my, my numbers, I had to double check this. I've been double checking this all week. I have them with an 85% chance to win that NL or that AL West. I think that's the best play I've seen in, in a long time from an in, in-season future standpoint. And uh, they should have six more wins based on advanced stats that they do. The Houston Astros should. And then the Oakland A's, they're the luckiest team now. They just passed the Cardinals for the luckiest team in baseball. Uh, They should have seven more losses than they do. So I think that, you know, uh, talking about this game, I like Houston here, and I like Houston to win that division, Gil. That's the best bet of the day so far. Astros to win that division, the AL West, minus 120, available at BetMGM. Uh, That's what we're showing up on the screen right there. Okay, Astros you like on the game line today, minus 115 on the road. It's Valdez against Perez, Houston at Boston. Uh, What else do you like? Well, we're gonna lay the wood, Gil. Always Uh-oh. like to do this. Always like to do this on your show. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it with the Indians today. I've, it's priced right now at about minus 170, and uh, the model has it at minus 195. And if you take a look at these pitcher ratings, uh, Bieber, I have 36% better than average at a 64, and Martinez, I just have him at, at average uh, in the model. But if you take a look, even uh, at what he's done this year. Uh, if you if you look at Bieber, he's at a 3.01 base uh, winner ERA. And then if you take a look at uh, Carlos Martinez, oh, I got to find him here. Sorry, that's all right. I don't trust Carlos Martinez either these days. Carlos Martinez with a with a 5.98 base winner ERA. So that's a huge difference, almost three runs. And uh, you know. I mentioned the second luckiest team in Car- uh, the Cardinals were the second luckiest team. I've been betting against them uh, blindly uh, the last two weeks. I said on my podcast that that's what I was going to do, and it's really turned out well, seven and three. And uh, so now, right. instead of being the, the luckiest team, they're the second luckiest team, Gil. I love it. All right. Houston and Cleveland. Houston to win the AL West. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Gil. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Mark Borchard at base winner. We'll come back. I got baseball picks. And we'll talk, of course, as well to Dan Beebe on the NBA Next. 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 With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions... 
Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.